Here we fucking go. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the go, you know the you know the thing. A new world order. I have done it. I have gone to the highest peak. I have conquered it. I got COVID. Finally, after all this time, I work in the public nonstop every day, well, five days a week, and I do eventually do go home, but I finally caught COVID. I think I'm doing uh, better as far as the voice, all the symptoms, they were all pretty shitty. I had a fever for a day, I lost my taste and smell for a different day, so it is all hype. It is all bullshit. If you get COVID, you will survive. And so says the numbers, and so says the science, but fear not, the government will not tell you that, of course, because that is an inconvenient truth, and they do know about inconvenient truths when it fucks with their narrative. Fuck them. It is all bullshit, people. Let's jump into it, of course, and since I am talking about COVID, hopefully my voice sounds okay, that's the only thing I've been kind of worried about because I don't already have the greatest voice and if it is more nasally if it is more annoying than normal I am sorry I tried to I tried to wait as long as possible before doing another podcast so it is what it is at this point if it's if this is the way it sounds then I'll gladly go jump off a bridge and kill myself that is a joke I have no plans to kill myself currently I will let y'all know if I do y'all will be like the third or fourth uh platform I get to uh, besides like wife and family things like that those other people okay I'm rambling let's jump into it this is from yesterday Biden administration plans to withdraw its vaccine or test mandate for businesses so this on the surface seems like a pretty good idea a pretty pretty big win for everybody but this is just going to shift the the government into trying to get OSHA and better believe it, the next president, the, whoever the next person we think is in charge, they're going to keep on letting this go and keep on trying to propagate this idea because the vaccine companies need the money. They are broke. They don't have any cash coming in right now. So it looks like OSHA, and I don't even know why OSHA is pursuing policy at this point. They should be more of a if a policy gets passed, they enforce it in in that kind of way, like passed by the government, uh, passed by the Congress, the the House, the Senate, who the people elect supposedly. That that should be start at that level, and then OSHA should be much downstream of that. But OSHA is taking this upon themselves, of course they are, because they are a bureaucracy, unelected. So they're going to try to take a slow approach to this and just try to work on the public conscious with this and uh make you want it there's even talks about making this uh more along the lines with the the flu shot which i'm sure they would fucking love just every year cranking in more vaccines even if we don't worry about the the deaths and stuff like that which like i said that's all its own kind of issue right now but just just the fact that they can come up with this this preposterous vaccine 
and then get people to start taking it every fucking year without any science, without any any real understanding of what the long-term consequences of taking multiple mRNA shots are. That's what they, what OSHA and the government is seemingly to be completely fine with. And let's go to the new, the next news story. Let's jump to this one right here. Reports say feds have uncovered credible, credible specific plans to attack the U.S. power grid. And when we go to this article, it is basically saying that there's going to be domestic terrorism on the power supply, which seems rather short-sighted and rather retarded for a group of people they think tried to storm the Capitol unarmed, uh, not enough people really to do anything, and what they did is they took a shit on Pelosi's desk and broke her laptop. And AOC was afraid she was going to get raped, even though she was like half a mile away from the whole incident. So this right here seems to me that this is just going to be getting people ready to the idea. Just go ahead and start and put it out there in the ether that domestic terrorists will turn off your power. And even if we do get somebody like Russia, who will we'll get into that here in a little bit. But if we get somebody like that to go ahead and attack the power grid, we can blame it on domestic terrorists, on the white nationalists, on the fucking fatphobic people. This all seems completely preposterous, of course, to think that at one time people can do can can overthrow the government with no with no guns, but they also have the capabilities to have a massive power grid downage situation. So will the government just go ahead and do this themselves? I don't know. It kind of seems that way. It does seem like they are way, every government, especially in in the United States and in Western Europe. They all want to have war with their people, and we'll, we'll get get to more stuff like that. Also, I don't want to jump ahead of myself. I want to stay on this for a second, but just the fact that they they can say the have those two thoughts in their head at the same time that there is a credible threat from a white or domestic extremist that could overthrow the government with nothing and then take down the power grid, which I'm sure if that was really easily done, don't you think that fucking Iran or North Korea or North Korea would have, would have done that by now? I know we probably don't have the best security when it comes to things like for computers. Like it's, it's pretty decent. I would imagine. I mean, I don't think we're a bunch of punk bitches here or anything when it comes to this kind of stuff, but just the fact that they think that it is possible that if it would have been, if it, it should have been done by now, unless they just want it to happen, which is of course, totally possible. They, I think they want shit like this to happen. And it's just another way to demonize a group. And then, Hey, if the government does it and then blames it on them, you know, what's the loss? So that's what I am seeing when it comes to that kind of shit. We just like waging war on our own people. And nobody likes doing that more than Kathy Holchul. What is what a crazy bitch. So a couple days ago, the New York courts struck down this mask mandate for for New York and mostly I guess New York City, but I'm sure there's still some other cities in New York that are pursuing this kind of shit. But fear not, just like Biden, just like Pasaki, she is telling people. Do not listen to the courts. 
don't listen to the the checks and balances process we have in our government that we've had in our government for a for not a very long time but for a couple hundred years here so let's listen to crazy crazy kathy here about her dis uh, her her un understanding her <laughs> inability to understand what exactly the courts are there for to rule down crazy tyrannical powers by the executive branch of any gate any any government or state government local government okay i'm encouraging parents and students to continue doing what they're doing because the last thing i want to see is a different trend because people gave up on the mask really now i am so looking forward to the day to say these are history we don't uh i thought she was holding a a cloth mask which of course the cdc has said is about as good as putting a turd on your face to to make a better smell in your nose but it might not be a cloth mask let's finish this don't have to do this any longer all of us are i don't want to keep any requirements for safety in place a day longer than necessary but i will not do it lies lies but a day before we can do it safely okay so she's saying basically don't listen to the courts just use your your great instinct and, and do exactly as we say because we will keep you safe we love you we want to take care of you so that is just that's uh, new york city in a nutshell unfortunately oh fear not everybody next story nancy pelosi says she's running for re-election to congress oh my god who saw that coming this crazy high eyebrow bitch which in this clip we're not going to play it but she has like the i don't know we might play it for a second but uh course you can't see it because this is a podcast but basically it looks like she has the set from full house behind her of course she is the representative from uh, san francisco or one of them from san francisco i'm sure there is a couple but has like this full house background going on there there might be like the charmed house back there as well it's just looking crazy she is she is exactly what we're here to fight against let's listen to crazy nancy the eyebrows do not look as high today so I think she might have fired whoever did that for her the last time because the eyebrows are not quite as crazy. So let's listen to Crazy Nancy. Nancy, thank you for the opportunity to share some thoughts with you, our VIPs, our volunteers in politics, in our ongoing engagement for the people. Thank you for being a constant source of new, fresh ideas and political activism to help Democrats deliver. I think mostly she's doing this because the stock market is a little wild right now. So she is really cashing in on some of these, uh, these investments her and her husband and family are making. So that might be a reason behind this, but let's keep on going. And to defend democracy. Thank you for giving me the privilege to represent our city and our San Francisco values in the Congress. Human rights, reproductive justice, LGBTQ equality, respect for immigrants and care for each other. And the right to take a shit, a solid shit on the street, and to have heroin needles everywhere, and then all of the the burglary and the the theft from from businesses. San Francisco is, of course, the epitome of American values. When people ask me what are the three most important issues facing the Congress, I always say the same thing: our children, our children, our children their health, their education, and the their housing blood. and economic security of their families, 
a clean, safe environment in which they can thrive, and a, a world of peace safe. where they are all welcome and in which they can reach their fulfillment. Okay, that's about as much as I can stand from her before I start having a coughing fit and wishing I would have would still have that hundred and something fever because it made my head feel like it was going to explode. And that is the exact feeling I get when I look at this crazy witch. Okay, let's jump to China. This is, I'm not sure what where exactly this is. This is China's foreign minister on America's Second Amendment right. That's the freedom the U.S. advocates, meaning freedom to shoot other people. Okay, I'm sorry that was weirdly phrased and, and worded. It sounds like almost a Chinese person wrote that. Or I just can't really read right now because I have COVID brain. I don't know. But let's uh, let's play this. And of course, this is going to be China doing what they do best. They try to undermine American values to get their own benefit and get their own way out of it. Of course, they don't want people in the U.S. to have guns because that could affect shit down the road. It can make the U.S. harder to invade. And it's just a basic freedom that I think everybody in the world should possess to keep assholes out of your shit like China does with, with their people. They don't have any guns. Of course, they can't stand up to the government and the, the, the police and shit like that. There's the people around them. They, the government can just run roughshod over you, of course, without the Second Amendment. This is not saying anything groundbreaking, of course, but of course China does is going to shit on our, our guns. And of course, everybody that kills somebody in the U.S. Was, was probably a legal gun owner. I mean, surely there's not fuckheads out there getting illegal guns and then committing illegal crimes. I mean, that doesn't even make any sense. Of course, these are law-abiding citizens. Law-abiding citizens. I fucking hate China sometimes. Well, I hate the government. You know, people can probably are, are decent. But let's play the clip. Behind these numbers concerning gun violence in the U.S. are heartbroken families who have lost their loved ones. This is both shocking and poignant. One gunshot after another left countless bullet holes in the American dream. The smell of gunpowder drifting in the air set people thinking and questioning. Does the democracy the U.S. champion... Oh, gunpowder in the air is a beautiful smell. I do quite enjoy it myself. ...have no regard for life. Does the freedom the U.S. advocates mean freedom to shoot other people? Gun violence has become a malignant social tumor in the U.S., interwoven and overlapping with other issues, including a pandemic raging unchecked, drug abuse, and racial discrimination. It has become a severe systemic human rights issue. Oddly, as the American people suffer, U.S. politicians keep looking the other way with indifference. They are busy blowing their own trumpet and lecturing other countries. Do they have any right, any moral authority, or any confidence to do so. I hope these shocking numbers will have a sobering effect on these people so that they can reflect upon themselves and take some concrete actions to improve the domestic human rights conditions. <laughs> human rights getting advoc advocated by China. What else needs to be said there? 
the one of the biggest committers of genocide in the world in history is China and they're lecturing us about a a issue that mostly stems from people with mental disorders or low lives getting a gun and shooting people okay thank you China for that that is really important and will be considered to no extent go a fuck yourself okay Let's see, I guess let's go ahead and jump to Biden calling Peter Ducey a son of a bitch. It's kind of got blown out of out of perspective in a way. I don't think it's necessarily terrible if presidents speak their mind, but it is a problem when the people that advocate for you say that you are a, a, a empathetic, a, a healer of the country that you that you're supposed to replace this orange bad man and that you're supposed to re redo the way you communicate to the press so then to turn around and call somebody who's shouting questions at you a stupid son of a bitch i i don't care what the president says but it shouldn't be caught on a hot mic the president should have enough self-discernment enough control to to say that later why why is this person supposed to be like the the empathizer in chief of of this country but then when he does this they're like oh you know it's yeah peter ducey is a stupid son of a bitch you know we need a certain level of same judgment that we that we use across the board but just because it's one side calling the other side names and shit like that everybody's like it's okay it it shouldn't really be done at all if if we look for the president to be the most presidential to be the most upstanding citizen of the united states should he be calling somebody a stupid son of a bitch right right in front of everybody he might be a stupid son of a bitch in in whatever but that doesn't mean you just go off and you you say that right in front of everybody and just hope that the microphone isn't on that, that makes no sense. It, it makes us look weak and di- divided. And it's not a good... It it doesn't do anybody any favors right now. You can have that opinion. I don't care. It, nobody should care. I think that plenty of people I interact with on a daily basis are stupid son of a bitches. But I don't say it in earshot. And I sure as fuck don't do it when I have a microphone in front of me. Unless I, w- unless I want it to be known, of course. Because, you know, I have a microphone in front of me right now. But... It, the people on the left, of course, they just, oh God, there was so many, so many contradictory, uh, sharing of, of, uh, you know, when Trump called somebody, you know, I think he did call somebody a stupid son of a bitch. There's plenty of, of those people tweeted about that, like, you know, a couple of years ago, whenever it happened and then, you know, saying that that was bad. And then, oh yeah, I agree with Biden on this one. I mean, come the fuck on at least. And of course they don't. The left has no, there's no cohesiveness into the thought process. It's just who says it and what the media says about the person that said it. So uh, I don't guess we really need to play the clip. I'm sure y'all have heard it. But uh, let's jump to the biggest story that's going to be going on for a little while since COVID and the vaccines and everything seem to be taking a back seat right now. The Russia-Ukraine thing. I don't really... I don't think this should be as big of a deal as it is. It is kind of a big deal because 
anytime we have a nation about to invade another nation, it, it is going to cause some problems. There's going to be some death. There's going to be destruction. And that's, of course, not a good thing. That That's not a, a unreasonable position to take. But how we got there is is kind of the problem. We have expanded NATO. We We have gotten closer to Russia. And at this point, the Cold War has been over for 30 years, 40 years. I don't know. It, you know, it, it's been over for a while. Russia is not a threat to the West. Now, what they do want is some parts of Ukraine for different reasons. But I think what the biggest thing is, is they don't they do not want the United States using the the facade of NATO, getting weapons closer to them to fuck with them. And they want that buffer zone. And that is pretty understandable. The United States has been on a conquest for for the longest time, chipping away just every every few years, every couple decades, closer to Russia. I don't think Russia really has a hard-on for the United States the way that the United States does for Russia. Of course, Russia probably does some silly shit. They, they might fuck with some stuff here and there. Of course, they have people that they back in the, in certain regions like Iran and, and, of course, North Korea. I'm sure they help them to some degree. But what Russia is doing is not fundamentally destabilizing regions. They're not waging war. They're not putting sanctions on people they don't agree with. They want to just kind of be left the fuck alone. They don't have any money. I believe it's that I don't think they have they have like around the same GDP as New York state. These motherfuckers just kind of want to be left alone. And sure, what they're doing does not look great. So we should be able to negotiate a certain way of dealing with them. And that is not really being done. We are still, we are sending in weapons right now to Ukraine. The, and that's probably the biggest thing is that we're just going to give Ukraine weapons to try to defend themselves, which... I don't know if that's feasible or not. I really don't know Ukraine's strengths. They're in in the, the amount of population they have that are willing to to fight without being drafted and stuff like that. Ukraine already or Russia already took part of Ukraine in 2014, of course. They took uh, Crimea. It's a pretty big oil region for for Ukraine. And I think we kind of just sat by and just let it happen. But if you notice under Trump, there was a certain level of you know, trying to mend fences with Russia, trying to get them maybe back on their feet a little bit. And that's an approach that should really be be taken. There's no way in hell we're going to get anywhere in this world if we just try to tear each other down and make things harder on them. We, we've almost forced Russia into the point where they need to retaliate. Because they get shit on, on constantly. They get blamed for everything wrong in the United States. These people do not have the capabilities to take over the world. And I don't think they really want to. And they shouldn't cross the border. They should respect that. But how we do that is not by saying we're going to start fucking bombing you and start sending aid to Ukraine in the way that it that is going to be attacking weapons. If we want to defend Ukraine... We can help help them in many different ways. 
And it seems like it's this, this thing with the Clintons, with Obama, of course, Biden now, that they want to have a fucking war with Russia. I don't know where the hard-on comes from. I probably need to dig into that. But I don't think Russia really wants a full-on war with with NATO and with the United States. And that would get nothing done. Of course, everybody has nukes on, on both sides here. Nobody wants to get nuked. And I don't think that's going to happen. There's There's people out here too, and I don't want to start shitting on other people giving their opinions because this is just my opinion too, but it, you know, get prepared, stuff like that. But I honestly don't think this is going to go much, much further than what it is right now. The, the Russians, they did stage some equipment there, uh, kind of late mid last year or so, I think it was before the fall and they put it there and then they pulled people back and just left weapons and, you know, stuff with just a couple of people or whatever there. But I, and that's kind of where it's set for a few months. And then now we start seeing the, the troops coming to, to man this, this war machinery. And I, I think it's for show. I think it's just to back, back the United States, back NATO off from Ukraine. And it's not unreasonable. Honestly, it's and and Putin said it several days ago or weeks ago, you know, what if we put, put missiles in Canada or Cuba, Venezuela, Mexico, how would you feel about that? All we're asking is do not get that close to us. And it's 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 a pretty reasonable request because the West, like I said, they do have this infinity hard on for, for I guess, toppling Russia or doing whatever. And it also could be something to where Russia's doing this to try to re refoment maybe a new government in Ukraine. And I think that's what this is mostly about. I don't think they're going to actively invade Ukraine. This is kind of where I've, where I've boiled it down to. And it took a couple of days to come up with this thought process here, but I think mostly they're, they want a new regime in Ukraine and maybe, and maybe they're going to influence it. And that would be a really shitty thing to do. It should, it should be done organically and it should be done naturally let the ukraine people do something without the cia and mi6 and these these other people getting their fingers into what kind of democracy or whatever is going to happen in ukraine let the let them figure it out and and figure and see what they want to do for their future it it kind of makes sense that russia is staging their people on the border in case the us goes in and they try to re refuck up this this uh the kind of government that ukraine has and the people and shit in it which honestly i don't trust any government the united states and nato sets up they they all fall they're all corrupt just like our own governments in the west democracy a republic a, a democratic republic is is a great idea and it can work it used to work but when you start getting crony capitalism and you get all this this money involved into it, it really fucks it up. And it makes it tainted and disgusting, just like how it is in the United States right now. So maybe Russia just has their shit set up on the border. Like, if y'all fuck with this again, we will go in and we'll sort it out ourselves. And hopefully, not a lot of people die. I'm not sure. But I do not think there is going to be a massive invasion in Ukraine. I think most most likely what we're going to see in the next couple months is that there's going to be a new there's going to be a collapsing of of this Ukraine government, 
then there may be a new one formed and hopefully that's it. Hopefully not a lot of people die. Hopefully it's done somewhat normally, nor as normal as possible. And they, they get their own shit together. A lot of, a lot of people like Ben Shapiro, they think that the U S has to go run around and put out fires everywhere. And that's not exactly what he says, but in the, the short, in the short of it, that's kind of what he thinks. But I don't think things like that are necessary. If we just stand back and we don't interfere in the whole fucking world, people will figure their own shit out. People like to prosper. People like to get shit done for themselves and be sustainable. We do not need to go run around throwing up governments and in democracies, which <laughs> if you want to look at Afghanistan, yeah, we threw up that democracy and you see how well that fucking did. It did piss poor because it was not what those people wanted. Some people want to be goat fuckers and herd, herd cattle through the desert. And that's not our place to step in everywhere and make life marginally better just to make it a hundred times worse. And, and I think that's what we're trying to do in Ukraine. There's a video from a guy at, a, at the, the biggest airport, I think in Kiev or in Ukraine or whatever. And there's no panicking going on there. I think this is just a narrative spun up by our news media because they want to give Biden a win, maybe. Also, that's very much in the cards. Like, oh, hey, we back down Russia. Russia is not not really that scared of us right now. I mean, I'm sure they know what would happen if they fought with us. We're only sent. We looked at sending like 8,500 troops. <laughs> what the fuck is that gonna do? They have tens of thousands of troops right there. Maybe even maybe a hundred thousand troops. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna risk a full blown nuclear war over one country. And I, I don't I don't see it here. I think this is a lot of just narrative spinning. I think Ukraine is about to get a a, a reset in their government. And this is all just just kind of putting your dick out there in the wind and seeing what happens. That's that's what I see. I do not see imminent nuclear war, World War Three. I do not see it coming. I think this is just to prepare forces for Ukraine to get a government reset and and Russia trying to scare off NATO and these other countries from coming in and and fucking it up again for for people. I don't know. Like I said, that's my opinion. We will see what happens, but we're going to get off of here for now. It was glad I'm glad to get back on the microphone and and talk some talk some shit and uh, we'll be back as soon as possible y'all stay frosty and always always be prepared for whatever bullshit's going out there in the world thank you peace